we have a far greater chance of having a positive influence on China's actions if we welcome China into the world community instead of shutting it out. Make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. America's relationship with China is not in a good place. The optimism of the Clinton years is gone, replaced by competition, threats, and attempts to choke off access to key technologies. Layers of grievances has been added up over the couple of years. Um, that between China and the West. And China simply convicted this idea that the United States-led West is going to take China down at whatever the cost. And hence, the best for China, it is to really get that sense of self-reliance in terms of economic development. In this jostling of aging superpower and emerging challenger, two recent events have raised the temperature. A decision last year by the US to stop Western companies supplying China with advanced microchips and AI technology. For those of you who think uh, this might just be the moon, it is not the moon. And China's sending of spy balloons over its rival's territory. <gasps> Whoa! Did you hear that? For the president of France visiting Beijing last month, this slide in trust and brinkmanship over Taiwan threaten a conflict that Europe needs to steer clear of. His remarks caused consternation among many allies who accused Macron of torpedoing Western unity. I thought it was both a classic piece of French demonstration of the independence and separateness of their foreign policy and quite damaging to uh, Western unity or lack of unity on China. President Macron's friends, though, remain worried about where American policy is headed. I think it is worrying because it's really confrontation and it's very similar to the, a kind of Cold War, even if, uh, well, the, this is a Chinese uh, expression for the time being. But there is uh, this technological blockade and the fact that, uh, uh, well, the U.S. said that uh, they don't want uh, that China rises as, uh, as the number one, and in particular in uh, the technological uh, field. In the wake of the Macron-China trip, many policy wonks in Downing Street and the Foreign Office felt that things were going downhill too quickly with China and that they needed to make a new initiative to reinforce the importance of dialogue with the People's Republic, even in the teeth of opposition from elements of the Conservative Party. The Foreign Secretary's recently made that case. And we must face the inescapable reality that no significant global problem, from climate change to pandemic prevention, from economic instability to nuclear proliferation, can be solved without China. Truss, member of the UK Parliament. A quite different message from former Prime Minister Liz Truss in Taiwan earlier this week. There are still too many in the West who are trying to cling on to the idea that we can somehow cooperate with China on issues like climate change as if there's nothing wrong. Royal Yacht Band playing as they leave the quay.
And to the rail comes Chris Patton. But for many, and not just those on the right of the Conservative Party, hostility to China and she glides away. springs from its treatment of Hong Kong from the glass canyons of Hong Kong or human rights record more generally, and it limits any improvement in relations. We have to stop deluding ourselves that if you reach an agreement with China, they'll keep to it. My main critic when I was governor of Hong Kong used to say, the Chinese leaders may be thuggish dictators, but they're men of their word. Well, there's one thing which is certainly clear, they're not men of their word. Look at Hong Kong. So they don't keep their word, but we do still need to try to get them to agree uh, on things like international trade and to make sure there are consequences when they break their word there. So when it comes to the kind of reset being put forward by James Cleverly, setting a subtly different course to both France and the US, the Chinese themselves are sceptical. Well, if we're putting a spectrum, I think UK seems to be more in tune with the United States. And that seems to be also the view within Beijing as well. Now, the differences in here is, on the one hand, in the past, it seems to be much of the China policy in the UK has been controlled by the backbenchers of the Tory party. We do not see conflict with China or a new Cold War. We're not trying to contain China. And in fact, the United States continues to have a comprehensive trade and investment relationship with China, as do most of our allies and partners. We are, however, resolutely for de-risking and diversifying, not decoupling. In truth, even the US has been trying to dial down the rhetoric more recently and there was a high-level meeting in Vienna last week. But what they found in trying to arrange a defence minister's meeting or revive the use of a hotline with Beijing is that the Chinese don't seem that interested. Some differences are in danger of becoming irreconcilable. We speak as though um, it's Britain that has the trade surplus with China rather than the other way around. They're not a charitable concern. So we shouldn't be terrified of their bullying um, over economic issues and um, when we disagree with them on the political na narrative. The Chinese president, when he came into office, said that the party and the government should launch an intense struggle against all aspects of liberal democracy. And, you know, we have to recognise that we're being assaulted for what we believe in uh, and not just on economic issues. Finding the right approach to China is the biggest foreign policy question of our age. Yet if the Conservative Party struggles to achieve consensus within its own ranks, what chance Britain, or indeed the Western Alliance as a whole? Back in my early years in the Foreign Office in the 80s, there was a group called the Quad, which met at the senior official level, so there was no publicity around it. Uh, that was Britain, uh, the United States, France and Germany. I was mostly focused in those days on the Soviet Union and the Cold War, but I think if it's not happening already, uh, then we need something like that now. And we also need self-restraint on everyone's part, that they will consult and think about how others see things before they announce uh, new initiatives or opine on the state of relations with China, because that just advertises disunity. It's uh, very obvious that on some issues we absolutely need uh, to cooperate with China. Of course, the question of uh, climate change, uh, bi uh, biodiversity or health uh, have been uh, mentioned. And anyway, uh, 
a confrontation uh, with China wouldn't be uh, in the interest of anyone. Switching between cooperation and rivalry has been a fact of life with China for years now. But things are changing, not least because as the People's Republic grows more assertive, its leader is resolved to get the better of the West rather than kowtow to it. Thank you very much.